0: How often do you find yourself doubting your abilities as a content creator? Doubt is something that everyone deals with, but there are unique challenges as a content creator that can make us question literally everything we do. Whether you're just starting out on your content creator journey or you've been doing this for years, you are not immune to falling victim to limiting beliefs like thinking you can't post something because it's not perfect or not feeling like you have anything valuable to share with your audience. When you're creating content that potentially millions of people are going to see, you can put a lot of pressure on yourself, which causes you to overthink and stop yourself from doing what you really want to do. Not to mention the fact that you are your brand, so everything can feel more personal and add a layer of pressure. But just know that you're not alone in struggling with these beliefs that might limit you. I can guarantee that every creator listening has had to work through these same doubts, myself included. I'm Kristen Busquette, I've been a full-time creator for over three years, and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation. Collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're here with Izzy Cunha, who has been in the creator biz for almost six years, so she has definitely struggled with some of these limiting beliefs. This is her second year as a full-time content creator, and she has successfully secured partnerships with major brands like Oreo, 7-Eleven, Carmex, and more. Before graduating college, she co-owned a video production company where she wore many hats, doing sales, hiring, contract negotiation, and more, all skills that she still uses today as a content creator. Now she travels full-time creating content all about things that she loves, travel, and fashion. She also hosts the podcast Social Talk, where she discusses the ups and downs of social media and life as a content creator. Today, we're diving into some of the beliefs creators might have that really hold them back from pursuing what they really want. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 100 of Social Scoop. My name is Kristen, and I feel extra lucky today that you're here listening to episode 100. Again, I say this every week, but I can't believe we have made it this far and the support and loyalty and love that you guys have showed this podcast is truly so special. So I'm really excited today to be celebrating 100 episodes with an exclusive freebie for my Social Scoop listeners If you head to the link that's down in the description, you are going to get access to a link that is exclusive to our Social Scoop members, where you're going to get 24 hours in our membership completely 100% off. So to celebrate 100, I'm giving you 100% off off. So you'll be able to be in our membership for a full 24 hours, get the full experience, see how it is, see how you like it, and hopefully you choose to stick around. But I'm excited to offer you guys that little sneak preview. And thank you again for being here on episode 100. Now this week looks a little bit different because I, as we're recording this a week early, am actually in Massachusetts. I'm visiting my family. I'm uh, hanging out with some friends up here in Mass. And just Taking a few days off to travel back and hang out with family. So there is no news this week because I am a week previous right now. I'm recording this on June 13th. So this week, we're going to dive right into our interview with Izzy. Izzy is a creator that I actually met on a partnership that we were both working on. She is such an incredible person, such a great soul. You guys are going to absolutely love her. And this episode, I think, is perfect for episode 100 because it just shows how this community of people, when we really understand each other, we really go through all of the same things and the community and Really understanding that we're all dealing with the same issues, I think, is so important and should really be put on a pedestal. So, today, I really want to drive that point home with you guys. These limiting beliefs that you have as creators, Izzy and I are going to go through some of them. And you're going to, first of all, realize that you're not alone. We all feel these things, but you're going to, second, realize that these are limiting beliefs. So, if you can push them out of your mind and change your mindset, There's absolutely no reason that these things should hold you back. So as always, my DMs are always, always, always open. I thank you guys so much for being here on episode 100 to celebrate. Go check out Social Suite. You'll get that free access. And while you're here, why don't you leave us an episode 100 review? That would be amazing. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will see you next week. I talk to so many creators every single day and one thing that I hear from you guys all the time is honestly a bunch of excuses as to why you can't do things and they live inside of your head only. So today we are here with Izzy Cunha. She is a full-time content creator at Fashionably Izzy and we're going to be talking all about limiting beliefs for creators and hopefully by the end of this episode you're literally like ready to conquer the world. So Izzy, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be here. I know here.
0: we've we have literally been tr- planning this. I feel like for a very long time.
1: <laughs> no, seriously. Like honestly, short of a year, I think we've just been like yeah. bouncing around schedules, and then like I had stuff going on. And then you got married, which congratulations yes. again. That Thank you.
0: Um,
1: and you've just yeah. been
0: traveling the world. So <laughs> I
1: have been. We are in my RV right now. I'm traveling full time. Me and my partner, our dog, we've been to 22 states and 30 national parks oh in 12 months. So it's been awesome. We're trying to visit all the U.S. national parks and we're trying to do it in two years. I don't know that we're going to reach that goal in two years. It might be looking like two and a half, three years. So, okay. Because, you know, I got to get Hawaii in there. I got to get Alaska in there. So it's Oh my be gosh. Crazy.
0: <laughs> so, okay. I have one question before we dive into this. Do you ever feel like you don't have enough space like is that a challenge for absolutely. you I mean I'm
1: absolutely because
0: I don't think I could do it I want like, I think it's such a cool concept but I think when it came down to it I would check it out
1: that's what everyone always says it's the first thing people ask is the space because we went yeah. from a 1300 square foot apartment in Austin Texas to 140 square feet is what I'm <gasps> sitting right now so uh, we obviously have everything we need we have a full kitchen we have a full bathroom we have a full size fridge I got a kid yeah. size bed behind me so like we have everything but it's very small. It, it's yeah. a very, we have to be very just, um, we can't just buy anything we want. Like if I'm like at TJ exactly. Maxx or something and I see something cute, like decor wise, because I love decor. It's not like that anymore. <laughs> not, not while I'm <laughs> on the road, you know, I'm like, well, I'll settle back down one day. I'll get to buy some decor. But on yeah. the road, it's very minimal. You have to right. be like very intentional with like your purchases, storage, how you're organizing things. So it's a whole thing.
0: I couldn't I do it. I'm and way I'm a, too much of impulse buyer. And I'm a, a fashion
1: content creator. So people are always right. like, where do you keep all those clothes? I'm like, oh, I got two luggage sets under the bed because that's where the storage is. I got my spring stuff, summer stuff. I rotate everything out. Oh, it's a whole thing. Oh, my gosh. Right? I applaud you. You Thank
0: Like, you. I couldn't do it. it. It sounds awesome, but I, I don't think I could do you it. You probably could. You prob- <laughs> if
1: you knew that it was like, you know, if you were doing it for like a 24-month period and you knew this is like a long trip.
0: I right. think you could do
1: it because it, it's not forever. You know, you could That's true. That's true.
0: Laura, <laughs> right, maybe I will. Maybe you'll see me next <laughs> month with an RV. We don't Deal. know. <laughs> Here,
1: you can take this one after I'm done.
0: You take it oh on your own gosh. adventure. <laughs> I love it. So tell us a little bit about yourself as a creator. What does
1: your journey look like? So um, I've been in the industry now for six years prior to being, uh, which I have only been full time. This is my second year full time. Okay. Um, and so prior to being full time, uh, my degrees are in social work and psychology. So I worked in an elementary school setting. I worked in a hospital setting, all while building Fashionably Izzy and just hoping that one day I could match my salary so I could be like, peace out. Yeah. You know, I loved what <laughs> I did. You know, I, I think what I missed the most about it is is the patients that I got to, the people that I got to interact with. Yeah. But once I matched my salary, I put in my four weeks at the hospital and I took Fashionably Izzy full time. And I just like, Dove right in, and as you know, with entrepreneurship, it's so different. You know, one—I mean, you have two months of zero income, and then you're making like 15k the next month. Like, (laughs) it it truly just depends. It's a whirlwind. So, uh, been in the industry for six years. On my page, people can expect to find either me being really silly on Reels or sharing (laughs) what I'm wearing. I love fashion. I've always loved fashion. So, I love to put outfits together. I love when people like DM me. They're like, "Oh, I'm going to this wedding. Like, find me." find me this dress. I'm like, "Oh, yeah. I'm on it." Like I love stuff like that. Um and then I also started a podcast called Social Talk where I just talk about the journey and I try to put out as much free information as I can because I feel yeah. like when I started as a content creator, there wasn't anything. It was it was totally blind. I was just like felt like I was just like shooting darts at the wall like
0: Basically. let's see what works,
1: you know. So what w- has worked for me, I try to put it out there and on the podcast it's just me being like silly just being myself uh I've only done one interview on there but I I look forward to having like you and other creators on there Uh, yeah I have found that running a podcast most of the episodes are just me and I'm actually really good with just talking to myself (laughs) I thought it was gonna be difficult but being an extrovert I'm just like this is a topic let's let's talk you know so Trevor's always like well you're really good at just not having a co-host I'm like I know um (laughs) But yeah, the journey's been a lot of fun. On my website, I also offer consultations. So if someone, uh, for a small yeah. fee, someone can hire me for 30 minutes, put an hour on my calendar where we'll talk all about the business. You know, I'll kind of look at how they have their their emails structured, the brands, how they're negotiating, how they're rebuttaling. So we go through yeah. that and I kind of like try to finesse things a little bit so that they can see more success with it so that they can, you know, reach those, those bigger deals with the partnerships, Right. And, learn about user-generated content, all that stuff, media kits. So I do all of that. All yeah, the things. About me. I
0: <laughs> All love the it. Hats. You you I was gonna say you like me also wear about five thousand hats and I love it. Oh my it. goodness. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, we're just those type of people, you know. And I have I also have like so many dreams and ambitions for different businesses that don't even have anything to do with content creation that I could see myself doing down the line. I just come <laughs> from a family of entrepreneurs and it's like I'm constantly got ideas brewing and mm-hmm. I have to tell myself like you need to calm down right now and
0: just do you day deal with this like where you get a hobby and you immediately are thinking about like okay how could i monetize this because <laughs> yes. that is my like kryptonite it's so bad i have to stop doing it i can't just like do something for fun <laughs> no
1: trevor says that all the time because like i'll try to do something like relaxing like i uh like last year i got some coloring books and i'm like coloring and stuff and i'm like dang these look good like i could frame these and sell these on edge. <laughs> You're this like, you're so simple. ridiculous. Like, <laughs> anything I do, I'm like, this could be a product, <laughs> honestly. Literally I'm same. constantly, like, trying to monetize everything, so it's, it's bad.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So today we're going to be talking about limiting beliefs, and I'm sure that in your six-year journey, you've probably gone through, like, all of them. Um, I feel the same. There's just so many things that I – have told myself in my head that looking back now was just me like putting myself in my own way. Um, so what is like, what is one of the limiting beliefs you feel like you have dealt with or that you see creators you work with, dealing with? I think
1: the number one for me has to be that creators think they have to have a large following mm. to be somebody in this space, to be somebody in this industry, to, to make money, to even be full time, you know? yeah. And Uh that could not be further from the truth so much so that some of the folks that I do consultations with, I have someone who I do monthly consultations with and this content creator is well past 100,000 followers, but didn't know how to monetize yet, Mm -hmm. you know, and so sometimes it's not dependent on how many followers you have, it's really knowing how to talk to brands and build that brand relationship. And also, obviously, a large following can have its benefits right if you're yeah. if you're working on a on a specific brand partnership where the brand is just looking to get their product in front of all those eyes then yeah having more followers is great but if more and more we're seeing you know UGC is at an all time high user generated content and mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter how many followers you have you could have 500 followers and if you've got great pieces of content on your page and a right. brand comes through and sees that you could work yourself out a little You get a ten thousand dollar (laughs) deal for working with a brand, and you don't even have to post anything. So I think the biggest thing I hear in consultations and just people online, you know, when you're scrolling through reels and stuff, it's like, how can you grow your following? How can you grow your following? This is and really, I I I did fall victim to that years ago where I was like, I cannot be somebody in this space. You know, I'm I'm a micro influencer. I only have like sixteen thousand followers. It's, It's a to a lot of people, they're like, how are you making money? How are you full time? I had someone ask me one time, they DM yeah. me, they're like, how do you pay your bills? I was like, very well, thank you. But, <laughs> um, but that's the thing. It, it was this limiting belief. I, I used to create content based on what I thought was going to help me grow that number. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. you know. And I also, well, I won't go into the second limiting belief that I have, but this will, would kind of go into it. But <laughs> that's the thing. You do not have to have a huge following to be somebody yeah. in this space. Would you agree with that?
0: Oh yeah, 100%. And it's actually, it's funny, I had that written down as well as literally the first one. because nice. <laughs> it's, it's something that I hear literally time and time again from creators. I get the same questions. How are you doing this full-time? How do you make money? And it's just like brands nowadays care so much less about follower count than they used to. Like mm-hmm. I think about even like maybe right before COVID And I feel like brands specifically were like, how many followers they have? Okay, they have this many followers. Perfect. This is how much we're going to pay them. And it was so easy to figure out because that's all they cared about. Mm -hmm. But now we're looking at it from a totally different perspective. It's like we've seen over the last few years that just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean that it's going to convert into sales for the brand. Um, or you know, like again, brand awareness I think is great when you have a lot of followers. But sometimes even when you have a lot of followers they don't all see your content, especially with virality. Like I've been doing, uh, in the last couple of weeks, a lot of like audits on TikTok of rates for creators. So creators will send me their handle and I'll be like, here's what I think you should charge. And Mm -hmm. I think so many creators are shocked when I, I have someone adjusted one for that had 6,000 followers, but all of their views were like 20,000 and up on all of their videos. So like, that's a great scenario where it shows you, you don't, it doesn't really matter what your follower account is. There are so many other things that are just much more important.
1: Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And um, it, it kind of blew my mind. It wasn't until I started offering consultations on my website that I started talking to other creators and figuring out like, Oh, you have four times the audience that I do. They haven't <laughs> learned to monetize yet. Yep. You know? And sometimes people tell me what they're charging. and I'm like, what? I, I wouldn't charge that for a story. On on Instagram, you know, I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, you, you need to be riding with the big dogs. I was like, you can be charging (laughs) like some real money here, you know? And people are always shocked. That's really cool. You're doing that on TikTok. I need to go check that out.
0: It's been fun. It's been crazy to see how many people comment and are just like, help me. I have no idea what to charge. And I'm just like, yeah, clearly no one does. (laughs) Like, that's not an uncommon thing. I think, especially because we don't have any like real formula to say. This is what you should charge. Like I can only give rates based on my experience, you know, mm-hmm. working with creators and seeing what they can sign contracts for. But I think a lot of creators in the comments are, are saying too, like, I am undervaluing myself. Oh my gosh, I'm not even charging a quarter of that. And like my sets are better. Like, so realizing, I guess that kind of brings us to another limiting belief of like realizing that you have value as a creator in general, Mm -hmm. like with your content, with your stats, like you are so valuable to a brand.
1: Oh, so, so much. And I think a lot of content creators don't realize that we hold the power.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Like you, I know that a lot of times, like when, when I was first starting off, you know, brands would come through my email and they're like setting up all the rules or setting up how it's going to be. I've completely flipped that on its head now with a lot of folks i have retainers with for for the year we're working you know i'm doing a piece of content every single month for a 12 month period i flipped it on its head to where i'm like here's how this is gonna go down you know i I want this and i want that and it's gonna go like this because there has to be that give and take and i think that years ago it used to be like the brand just tells you how it's gonna go down and you're like yeah little old me i mean i'll accept i guess like I'm not you gonna deal with it I rebuttal everything now. And it's so funny. Trevor laughs at me because like it could be the best contract ever, but I will not take a contract that I cannot raise it by hundred bucks. It could be a hundred. Mm-hmm. He's like, is he that It I you
0: will raise it a
1: little bit. Like I just wanna yeah. know that I, that you will negotiate with me. It's the <laughs> principle, you know.
0: <laughs> it is, but it's crazy too because if you don't negotiate, you could just be missing out on so much. And I think every brand at this point goes into sending a rate knowing that we're going to negotiate.
1: Absolutely. So like, why would I not? <laughs> and and then that first rate, you're setting that precedent for, hey, the next time we work together and the next, you know, because once you've worked, I had a brand, two brands actually that I started working with back in 2018. And now we still work together, but the rate has gone up, understandably yeah. so. The quality of the content has gone up. Um, my camera equipment has gone up. You know, I've been working on national ads, and I've had like those yeah. brands like write reviews for me that I can, you know, basically like references that I can send to, yeah. to other brands. And so, but raising that rate is a difficult conversation because mm. when a brand has been used to paying something for two, three years, and then you're like, hey, by the way, my rate went up, so. That first initial conversation is the most important one because you are setting the precedent, not only for yourself, but you're also in this industry because it's still so new. Like you said before, there's really not this blueprint. There's not this, this is how we should do it. You know, it's new. We're all still learning together. Um, You're setting the precedent for the entire industry. When you're taking, if you take trade work, if you're doing free work for, you know, a pair of shoes, you are setting the precedent for every single one of us. So that initial conversation is so important.
0: Yeah, that's a point that I try and bring up as often as possible because I think that it's so valuable, not only because you should be getting paid for what you're, like for doing work, of course you, you should be getting paid, but the more that you continue to accept partnerships for like $50, the more difficult it is for me when I ask for 5000 You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like if we're all on the same page and we all start to realize our value, then it really does make it overall just more simple for us to get the rates that we deserve for the realistic amount of, of work that's getting put in. Like not only yes. the work of creating the actual content, but the work that we've done literally to get to this point today all of that work that you've done, like I want to be compensated for the trust that I've built with my audience and for all the hours and hours of free work that I've done. Like, I think that should all be considered into rates.
1: Absolutely. I, I definitely agree. And I think that um, a lot of times, you know, I, I try to do a lot of like education on stories for like content creators. I'm like, hey, you know, if yeah. you're just starting out, it's going to be very tempting to you know, someone out, let's say like a huge brand like Free People reaches out and they're like, "I'm gonna send you a three hundred dollar gift card or something." I'm like, "That's so tempting." I'm mm-hmm. like, "That's gonna be so tempting to you," but you have to look at how much that brand makes. You have to look at what your piece of content, what kind of sales that's gonna bring in. Even if you're not posting it on on your social media, even if yeah, even if it's UGC stuff, that is going to be bringing in. I see those numbers. I see the numbers for every single one of my ads. I'm like, "Wow, you paid me this." But even the smallest percentage, I'm like, dang, you made a lot of money out of me, didn't you? Mm -hmm. And that content creators need to recognize that that power, you know, is with us where it's like, yeah, you're, you're paying me to basically be a one woman band, you know, like a one woman show. Like I'm the, I'm the producer, the, the writer, the, the actress, the makeup artist, the editor. i'm hr like i'm the, I'm the <laughs> photographer like i'm wearing all these hats Everything. it would cost them 10 times that to, to get a whole shoot a whole production going right and on top of that that ad is going to be performing so well for, for them so there's right. there's definitely power within that and everybody should be getting paid and it's yeah. a billion dollar industry there's enough there's enough of the pie to go around for it's, every single one of us truly those, you know? Truly, truly.
0: Um, I think there are also a lot of limiting beliefs with creators that are based on their content. Like Mm -hmm. one thing I see a lot is that, you know, I'm afraid that people are going to make fun of me or maybe my content's not perfect. So I can't post it. And then it just lives in your drafts for like six months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you see that a lot?
1: Oh yeah. I see that a lot. And it, I don't know. I never really struggled with that one because like I knew that I can't show up as a perfect person because I'm not a perfect person. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that that doesn't exist. And so for me, I just show up and I'm like, this is what you get, you know. And I have days where I show up online and I'm like, oh man, I'm kind of tired today or I'm taking it easy today or or whatever that yeah. looks like. But I do know I, I have heard from a lot of other content creators that they're like, if I can't show up as my best self, my perfect self then I don't show up at all. Mm. And I'm like, don't do that, you know, because um, the, the Imagine the,
0: having I, to be your best self literally every single day. That would be exhausting. I, no. no, I can't, I can't no. do that.
1: Absolutely not. You know, I talk about that on the podcast all the time where, because I have times where I show up this latest episode that I just dropped, we've been in Texas and my allergies are trying to kill me here. And <laughs> So I started off the episode, I was like, hey, you know, I apologize for like my voice. I sound super sick, but it's because the cedar fever is like so bad over here. But I'm like, if I were to wait until everything is perfect for me to show up, I'm never going to show up. This is not going to happen. literally. But I I see that a lot too. And I think that, uh, so I wrote down for my second one that um, people think that you constantly have to be creating new content to stay relevant, Mm. Right. And I think it goes into that where I don't. I used to be of that mindset of like, I was having to post. I was like, I have to post every day, and sometimes I was posting just to post, right? You know, and I wasn't really thinking about what I was posting. And now I have switched it where I'm like, if I'm not putting out a quality piece of content, so I'm either trying to educate you, make you laugh, or show you my outfits. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I'm not doing one of those three things, like I don't need to. I don't need to be online today, yeah. you know? and that's okay. And I used to think that that was going to like bury me or, you know, I'm not going to be relevant if I'm not like right. constantly showing up. But that also can like burnout is a real thing. And even even though I love this industry and I love what I do and I'm sure you can relate, you can still right. burn out out of something you love, you know? Oh and so yeah. for me, I'm like, I show up not perfect because I'm like, that's not going to happen. But I also know when to take a break and be like, you know, today's just not a good day me to be online so yeah i'm gonna do all the the office type work you know the emails and the contracts and the invoices right it's not gonna be online today and that's okay too
0: yeah i i definitely in the last year have gotten more comfortable with that i know previous to that i feel like actually i guess it's been more than a year i don't even feel like i know what year we're on anymore um but like before covid i had a very different mindset but i think covid almost like forced me to have more balance like it forced mm-hmm. me to like chill it was like okay you can't go anywhere you can't do anything like just sit down and just chill for five seconds and I never did that before and so now that I know what it's like to have work-life balance and and realize like I don't have to go my hardest 24 hours a day I feel like I am thriving. It's just so much more. I didn't oh, realize yeah. how burnt out I was, but like I was just living every day with burnout and didn't even like really realize it was happening because I was so deep into it.
1: And I, I personally don't know when you made that switch, but I will say just in this last like six months of like consistently watching your stories and keeping up with your content, like you are showing up like brighter than ever, you know? And I, I feel like you're in this like Thanks. great headspace and like, you're sharing, you know, your dogs and your partner yeah. and, and your life. And you just like, you feel light and airy. I do. And and I love that because that tells me that you have found work-life balance. Because a lot of times people right. show up online, you know, they're stressed or trying to check things off. I've been there. So I don't know when you made that switch, but I love <laughs> what I'm seeing.
0: <laughs> well, I almost got like forced to last year. I had this weird thing happen to me where I had a like 10 days I had a migraine. It was the worst migraine wow. I've ever, ever had. I literally was in and out of the hospital. I thought I was literally, I thought I had like a brain aneurysm I was dying. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so every doctor that I talked to was like, stress, stress, stress. Like that's what causes migraines. And so I really had to like, step back and find a way to not be as stressed. And so I started doing yoga and I started like, you know, reading more and that's been, you know, something I really enjoyed. And even like, Journaling and in trying to like, I have this whole new perspective on. I don't even know what the word is. I guess like the universe, you know, like Ooh, okay. I, I'm like I'm doing affirmations and like I'm, I love I'm, that. I see like the angel numbers and all of that kind of stuff. Like so, I I really I've definitely changed my mindset for sure, and that's that's really helped me feel a lot better running a business. Yeah. It
1: sounds like you're living with intention, and I yeah. think that's like. That's awesome. And that's a great way to avoid burning out. And that's a great way to right. show up just as you and and be comfortable and, and know when you need a break or know when you need to yeah. ask for help or know when it's like, you know, actually, you know, sometimes, and I don't know if you ran into this, I struggle with saying no to a partnership. Oh. And mm-hmm. because I, I want to do everything, you know, I want to take on right. everything, but it's like, if it's something that I need to post, sometimes it's not something that aligns with my, my audience. And so I have to say no to that. Or if I have too much on my plate and I'm like, no, I'm actually working on like five different projects right now. And I, I got to hold off on that. But if you don't find somebody to do that in the next 30 days, like maybe reach back out. That was like the hardest thing for me to do is to say like, no, I've had enough, you know, like I'm good. The plate is full. And I don't know if you've ever struggled with that, but it sounds like you're, you're obviously like managing yeah. it better now but that's crazy about the headache thing that would be ter- that would be terrifying <laughs> it was to me. that's scary. like my greatest fear is like it was
0: scary for sure i've, I've oh. never had an experience like that but it's interesting like the idea of getting to a point where you can turn down work, I think is so scary because you spend so much time trying to get consistent work that you're like, well, if I say no, then what if they don't come back? And then if they don't come back, then I'm back to having to hustle to, you know, fill up my work schedule again. And, And then that's like, you know, that's so scary to have to go through all the hard work again after you've gotten to a certain point.
1: Yes, no, absolutely. That's always like the first thing in my mind is like, well what if they never come back because they're like oh does this girl think she's too good for us exactly
0: right like Like, she's too busy for us i'm
1: just overworked (laughs) you know because you want to put your best foot forward with a brand and you know i don't want (laughs) to pump out work that is just oh yeah i just Mm. did this in a rush or or something like yeah i'm i'm you know doing location scouting and i'm picking out the perfect outfit and i'm really making sure i'm like reading through these briefs trying to like encapsulate every single thing that this brand wants and I'm like I don't yeah. have the time to give to that right now you know for a specific project so it's okay to say no and I've learned to be calm in that and be, mm. be have peace with that it took me a little yeah. bit though.
0: that I feel like I need to get tattooed on me it's okay to say no okay to say <laughs> so no. that I can look at it every time I need to say no and I'm like Kristen stop
1: <laughs> yeah like you're you're doing too much stop
0: relax <laughs> so what is your uh what is your next one that you have Um, let's see
1: here. I wrote down, so yeah, I'm curious to see, well, actually I had written down as well. I have to be perfect. So we touched on Mm. that, um, without us. Yeah. It just came up naturally, but I wrote down, I can't collaborate with competitors. So what I mean by that is a lot of people I have found, I don't know what your, what your experience is, is that In the content creation industry, I feel like there's a little bit of animosity sometimes between content creators, you know, not just in like gatekeeping, but sometimes people don't want to work together. And I don't, I don't know why. I don't know like why. um, Yeah. I think sometimes folks just, they're like, you're the competition, but I don't see it like that at all. I see it like we bring our, our, our forces together. We're bigger than ever, baby. You know, like you're tapping into my audience. I'm tapping into yours. We're having a good right. time. And so I think for, you know, I've collaborated with a couple of people that are in the fashion space where we can like make a reel together or, you know, I can be on somebody's podcast. Someone can come yeah. on my podcast. But I have found as I'm talking to other content creators that a lot of people believe that they cannot collaborate with who they view as the competition, other content creators. Yeah. And I feel like that's a mistake because there's like so many pros to that. Would you agree with that? Right. Or what's your experience with that?
0: I feel like I haven't had much experience with it, but the experience that I have had, I'd probably say I do agree with that. And it's it honestly, it kind of gives like like mean girl vibes, almost. Oh, yes. You Absolutely. know, like it's like, oh, uh, you know, like we're not in the same league, we're not in the same mm-hmm. level or whatever that but also I think it comes down to like almost like confidence or like how you value yourself because if you're saying like oh I can't uh create or work with this creator because they're competition or whatever it's like so you're scared that they're going to take your customers. Yeah. It's like I think it's a confidence thing. You know, like if you are if you're comfortable enough in your value and what you do and then I don't think that comes up as much, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, so whenever I first started as a content creator, you know, I went to college in a pretty small town. It was a rural area. And I became a big fish in a little pond. You know, I had worked with every single local business. Everybody in town knew me. Like if you needed a video ad, like I I was your girl. You know, this was before even reels came out on Instagram. And like, (laughs) I've always been more into video anyway, because I I feel like, That's just like the best way to like put out a product, and it's just fun, right? Um, Then when I moved to Austin, Texas, you know Mm. I was like a medium to big size fish in a huge Mm. pond, right? Exactly. Prior to moving, I was start I was trying to start building relationships with content creators here, Um, and I remember like a big handful of them leaving me on red, and and I specifically Mm -hmm. made sure to reach out to people who had close to the same following base as me because I didn't want them to feel yeah. like I never want somebody to feel like I'm trying to come in and take advantage because you have, you know, a bigger fault. Fo- you know, people think something yeah. like that is kind of silly. But I, I reached out to some people. I got left on red. I ended up making two really good connections, two great friends that I have to this day. We support each other's businesses. It's great. But a lot of those folks left me on red and I, I could tell that there was just this, no, you're the competition coming in. Right. But for me, I was like if we do something together, collaborate in some way. With both of our audiences like that's great for both of us i have a really one of my best friends i met on instagram we have not met in person yet um her name is belinda and she lives in georgia and uh we're set to meet this year for the first time so we're really excited but we've been best friends now for like four years and you know belinda and i go as far as like we'll trade contacts for work so like she'll be like hey i saw you worked with this brand like and and I'll be like, oh, I saw you work with that brand and we want to switch. So I'll just email the person that I work with. And I'm like, hey, is it OK if I send this content creator over to you? And they're like, absolutely right. share my contact info and we'll switch like we yeah. do that, you know, and, and that's the t- that's that deep collaboration where I don't think content creators see some people don't see the value in it. Yeah. And it's kind of sad and it's limiting because it can right. be pushing your business so much further, you know like if if you see that I've worked with somebody and you want the contact info just ask. Right. You know. Well, yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll ask them and if they say yes, you're you're in.
0: Right. It's interesting. Like as you're explaining that, I feel like I have actually had similar experiences here in Charlotte when I just moved down like around COVID time um in 2020. I wanted to like you know start kind of connecting with other creators mm-hmm. here and I felt the same way like I would send messages and and I would just be like getting again left on read or yeah I had creators who would just be like yeah let's get together and then I'd be like cool when do you when are you free and they would just like never respond and I'm like oh, okay like and and it sucks because it makes you feel like you know, like, okay, am I like not good enough? Or do they not Mm -hmm. like me? Like, did I do something Did I And did? I think I'm like, weird for reaching out. But also, that's how I've made like, again, same some of my best friends, like my literal maid of honor in my wedding was someone that my friend that I made on Instagram. So yeah, like, I, I think you just have to put like that aside and like, be willing to, you know, like collaborate with others. And, and open yourself up to when other people reach out to you too like every time I've ever gone and gotten coffee or lunch with someone locally Mm -hmm. like it's always led to something great exactly
1: I love that just be open to it and yeah and recognize it's I guess it's the it's that scarcity mindset you know and it's it's thinking that there's not enough like if Kristen has it I can't have it right you know but there's enough for us both yeah. and everybody to have it. And so I think it, it just comes down to that scarcity mindset versus having like an abundant mindset, you know?
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And well, uh, what were you say?
1: I was going to say, I just have one last one that I wrote, but I didn't okay. know if you had any others.
0: No, uh, let's hear yours. Let's hear it.
1: Um, so I put that a limiting belief is that I can't take time off to prioritize self-care which i know we touched a little bit on mm. that earlier and i feel like the hustle culture is very prevalent in our industry and yeah when you're when you're in the business of social media social media is always on it's mm. always on you know like right now we're not we're not on you know we're not we don't have the app open but like the but world we're here is moving. talking about
0: social media <laughs> yeah and, and the
1: and the social media is moving you know we'll get there and it's like right. oh 20 new posts somebody tons of people are posting people are always online so I do feel like a lot of times we content creators feel like we just have to be on and right. I have tried to get better at having more of like a weekend where I do feel like mm. I take time off because at first I was like, wait a second, I'm full time now and I'm working seven days a week and I'm <laughs> never like of <laughs> off. And I'm like, I traded the nine to five for the 24 seven. Know? Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm trying to, to get better at is to yeah, like last Saturday, I I took the day fully off. So like I didn't, I wherever I we went, I didn't, I didn't even have my phone on me. I didn't take a photo. I wasn't on stories. That's a
0: freeing feeling of just it, it not just having a free it on day.
1: You. <laughs> you know, because a lot of yeah. times I'm like I'm like at a friend's birthday party, and then I'm like, oh, let's take a picture, and then I feel right. like I feel like they feel like I'm doing work because right, I am right. because I am in the business of social media. So it's just this different industry where yeah. we don't have a clock off time. You know, we could be on forever.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I probably in the last three years, I have like not posted on weekend. Like never. I, I love that. There was one day where I was just like, I, my posts don't even actually do really well on the weekend. Why am I here doing this on the weekend? <laughs> like, And so I, I just stopped, like sometimes if I'm doing something cool on, um, you know, like I'm going somewhere, whatever, I'll take a couple yeah. stories and post them just like for fun. But I like, don't, I don't post on the weekends. Cause then I, I like to stay and like comment and hang out and all that. And then I get stuck on my phone and you know, before I know it, Spend hours and I'm, and hours, I'm hours. somehow I've somehow migrated over to my computer to make a spreadsheet for something, and I don't know how I end up there, but I always end up there. So if I just don't on the weekends, mm-hmm. then I know that I can have like a more again, like a work life balance. But that's been, I think, so many creators are scared to do that because they're like, oh, well, if I don't post on the weekends, like then people aren't going to think, like, you know, am I irrelevant because I didn't share anything, or you know, it's like who. Care, your audience, (laughs) you'll be fine. You'll still be
1: there. Everybody Mm. will still be there when you come back. You know, right. Don't feel the pressure to just have to constantly be on.
0: Yeah. There are priorities in life, and, you know, being cool on social media because you posted on the weekend something cool that you were doing is very low on the list of priorities versus, you know, spending time with my dogs. Really? Exactly.
1: (laughs) Go be cool in real life.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love it. Well, this was such an awesome conversation. I feel like there are just so, I mean, we could have literally talked about 50 other things. There are so many of these limiting beliefs and it's crazy to see the things that truly just live in your head. Like these are things that you tell yourself and somehow you just believe them even with no evidence that they are Mm -hmm. true. And then you let them stop you from doing what you want to do. So I challenge everyone listening, next time you have something that you want to do, but you're telling yourself you're not going to do it or you can't do it, ask yourself why. Challenge that and then see where it gets you, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I love it, 100%. (laughs)
0: Anything Kristen says, I stand behind. (laughs) Stamp of approval. We have the Izzy stamp of approval. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, You guys can definitely check out all of Izzy's socials um, down below in the show notes. And check out her podcast as well.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Kristen. It Honestly, like such a huge blessing to get to see your beautiful face and get to be a part of your journey and get to watch you blossom into this beautiful person. So. Thank you for having me. Oh my
0: gosh. You can come back anytime you want. Oh my gosh, (laughs) do.
1: Okay, tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, guys. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye.